Hello everybody, welcome to the Football Betting Podcast and the first video Football Betting Podcast. Uh, I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my Borussia Dortmund wearing co-host Tom Walker. Bonjour, Thomas. Uh, <laughs> comment tout appel. Yeah, this it's, is uh, strange. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah, we're taking the pod to, to a new level. Um, uh, first of all, I, I, I will say that my background is, is a 10 out of 10. Yours is a, maybe a 1.8. <laughs> out of 10 uh, but but yeah we're taking the pod to a new level um so yeah we're gonna do the the regular audio uh for those that are listening on audio you'll probably not have an idea what's going on but yeah we're doing the the video pod as well just to try and you know access a new audience and, and move forward really exactly it's been what four years over that we've been doing the show now and this feels strange. I had to ask you what you were wearing. I had to see if I looked okay. I had to think about what my background was. Clearly didn't think anywhere near as hard as what you thought about what your background was. <laughs> but yeah, all new, all new, but all good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, really excited to, to see where it goes. Uh, and we'll do our best to, to bring you a show better than ever. And that kind of segues into an apology from myself for not being able to bring content last week just a very very busy busy uh work balance uh well there was no balance basically so yeah didn't manage to bring a pod but we did do some some twitter tips uh mixed bag uh we didn't land any trebles uh we did tweet out one or two little nuggets of value uh but yeah hopefully that's behind me now and we can uh yeah we can move forward yeah, so we are going to go through a completely normal show today, well, as normal as can be with the game seems to be dropping like flies with COVID at the moment. So uh, we're going to read through what is on as of Thursday evening. Um, so by the time we listen to the pod, it may be the case that the games we talk about have since been cancelled, but uh, we'll go with what we've got for now. We're going to go through the Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two, like normal, Um all odds we reread out on the show today are going to be taken from matchbook.com, uh, our wonderful sponsors. And you can go to matchbook.com and get yourself a £15 money back as cash free bet. Um, if you go to the registration page and use the sign up code TFB podcast. Yeah, it's for new customers only. There's a couple of terms and conditions. Uh, so if you do want to ask us, uh, please feel free to send us a DM on Twitter, T underscore fb podcast tom i think that's all the kind of stuff out of the way at the top of the show i, I want to talk about football let's talk about football let's talk about the premier league so as we mentioned um covid has kind of ran right especially on the premier league we've got just five games overall that are left standing um two on saturday one at three o'clock and that's villa against burnley so villa are priced at 1.78 to get the win burnley at 4.9 and the draw at 4.0. Now we've seen Aston Villa under under Stevie G uh, come on leaps and bounds. They're up into 10th in the table. Uh, Burnley, no wins in five, no goals scored in the last three. However, uh, when these two sides have played head-to-head, we have seen both teams score in seven of the last nine. Uh, do you think Villa are going to continue their fine form here or can you see potentially uh, Burnley getting something from this game? No, I think I think Villa, uh, since Stevie G took over, they've been the third best team in the league uh, behind only City and Liverpool. So they've got an even better record 
uh, than title hopefuls and Champions League holders Chelsea. So I I don't see why. I mean, as ever, Tom, with Burnley, you know, every single pod we've ever done, it feels like unless they're away at Man City, that there's a potential that they could sneak a draw. And they have avoided defeat 50% of the time uh, on the road this season. Most of them draws. Um, but obviously a draw would be enough to scupper you uh, if you were going for the home side. I'm I'm confident enough to go for Villa. I think this is a strong tip this weekend. And uh, I like the momentum they've got under Stevie G. And I don't see Burnley having enough to uh, to hold that. Yeah, I think especially away at, at Villa Park. If it was at Turf Moor, maybe you'd have a little bit more doubt. But yeah, I think away... At Villa, uh, yeah, I don't think they'll get anything from the game either. Uh, Leeds Arsenal, then that's the final Saturday game. That's at five thirty. Leeds are priced at four point zero for the win. The draws three point nine, and Arsenal are the favourites at one point nine seven. Um, I know we kind of speak a little bit before we come on air on the pod, and I know you quite fancy Arsenal. I get the impression. I'm a little bit more conservative. Um, Leeds not lost in the last five home games. Arsenal won just one of the last five away games, including losing the last three. Um, They seem a much better team at home than away to Arsenal. Um, And I'm kind of hesitant to back them here. If I had to go for anything, I'd probably just go straight down the middle for a draw. But there's nothing which really sucks me in on this game. There's uh, there's two... I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ellen Road is a hard place to get a result. They've only lost two of eight uh, at home. So, totally get it. There's just two little nuggets when I was doing my uh, research that, that made me want to go for Arsenal. Um, obviously, Leeds coming off that 7-0. Uh, you know, maybe an early goal or if Leeds start badly, who knows where the fan base will go. Maybe they'll get uh, a little bit frustrated. I don't think Bielsa is under any pressure at the moment, but you know I feel like any team and any manager can be under pressure after a 7-0. But Arsenal, fourth best record in the Prem over the last 10 games. I feel like they're not getting that much credit at the moment. Um, obviously, they're, they're not exactly blowing teams away and, and uh, throwing in the odd disappointing result, like the Everton game, for example, is uh, something that sticks out in my mind. But yeah, I was having a look at Leeds, Tom. They haven't beat any of the current top seven this season. In order, as we record. City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, West Ham, Man U and Tottenham. They've played seven games. Not necessarily against all of them, but they've played seven games. And they haven't won a single one. So they've got Arsenal coming up, occupying fourth position as we record. It looks like... They don't have what it takes this season to go up against the better sides. And Arsenal are in fourth on merit at the moment. So I'm happy to back them. I think it's a decent price. Yeah. Okay, cool. Fair enough. Uh, Let's move over to Sunday's games then. Uh, First up on Sunday, we've got Wolves against Chelsea. Wolves are priced at 7.0. The draw is 4.2 and Chelsea are 1.56. I was looking at this and initially I was like, yeah, happy to go with Chelsea, 1.56. But I'm kind of worried by the fact that they are nowhere near as watertight as they were a few months ago. Both teams have scored in the last five Chelsea games. Um, And Wolves seem to be very 
hit and miss. Um, their last six games have only contained one goal maximum in each game. So, yeah, they've had two 1-0 wins, two 1-0 defeats and two 0-0 draws in the last six in the league. Um, I feel like Chelsea should win. It won't surprise me at all if they do win. I don't think it'll be high scoring, but I, there's something I'm not quite all in on Chelsea. I've got a little bit of a niggly doubt. Yeah, uh, and rightfully so. I wouldn't be going anywhere near Chelsea, to be honest with you. Uh, I've got under 2.5 here. Uh, it's 1.79 with Matchbook. Uh, seven consecutive games for Wolves under 2.5. 83% of their games this season have been under 2.5. Chelsea, looking at their games and looking at their form, it does scupper my research a little bit. They're going uh, in quite in the opposite direction. So this is more on what I see from Wolves rather than what I see from Chelsea. But one of the things I do think of uh, regarding Chelsea is the fact that Lukaku is not quite sharp after his injury. Uh, goals are shared about, which is typically great. I I think it's a strength. Um, but against this Wolves kind of stingy style of play, I think they might miss like a, a real world-class kind of goal-getter. Um, I don't know how long they can last on, you know, Reese James bagging them in from right back every other week and and Mason Mount, you know, being the 2021 Lampard and stuff. I, I don't know. I think uh, they'll miss a clinical world-class number nine here. And yeah, under 2.5 is my tip for this game. Yeah, I like it. I can see that one for sure. Uh, Newcastle, Man City then is up next. Newcastle, the home side, big outsiders, as you'd expect. 18.5 for them to get the win. Uh, the draw is 8.0 and Man City 1.19 favourites. So just a fraction under one to five there for Man City. Uh, surely Man City will win this game. It would be a huge shock if it was anything other. Um, you know, you're looking at City's more recent games in the league. They've won seven league games in a row. The 7-0, as you mentioned, against Leeds last time out, a tiny reminder of exactly what they can do when it all clicks, Man City. Um, I think they could... Newcastle could potentially be in for, for another hiding here. It wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if City scored three, four, maybe five. Um, I was looking at the odds on Matchbook. You could go for the handicap if you wanted to, but I thought I'll go for any other away win, which is 3.25. And the any other away win market on Matchbook, um, that covers anything above 3-2, if that makes sense. So if Man City score four or five or six, whatever the Newcastle score, it, uh, however many Newcastle score, that market will win. So as long as Man City don't win 3-2, 3-1, 3-0 below, the any other away market will win at 3.25. So that's because I'm thinking, you know, your four nils, five nils, four ones, etc. Look at you. You're like an educator. Hey. <laughs> Stum yeah. a stumbly educator. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was clear as I thought it was clear as mud, mate. Congrats. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I no, I, I'm I'm joking. On on that kind of note, I'm just going to go for something that is a bit more traditional, which is just City and over two point five. Uh, it's one point six six with our partners at Matchbook. Not going to go over the seven nil and all that stuff, but I did. I. I did my research earlier, Tom, and I came up with one stat that kind of shocked me a little bit. 
uh, and it just showed the difference between these two. Newcastle, it took them 16 games to score 17 goals this season. Man City have scored seven in their last seven games. So less than half the time it's taken them to notch. And the chasm between these teams is is absolutely frightening. Um, yeah. So yeah, City in over 2.5, 1.66 with our partners at Matchbook. I like it. Okay, finally then in the Premier League, we've got Tottenham against Liverpool. Uh, both these clubs have got a bit of a COVID outbreak. Um, so whether this one actually stays on remains to be seen. But at time of recording, Spurs are 5.5 to get the win. The draws 4.7 and Liverpool are the favourites, 1.62. Uh, Liverpool, seven wins in a row across all competitions. Also seven wins in a row head-to-head against Spurs. Um, I do think Liverpool will win this game, 1.62. Uh, missing Van Dijk because of COVID, Fabinho and I think Joel Matip, all because of COVID. Uh, Spurs, I don't know about you, but I'm not sure who's missing on the Spurs side because I know they've they've had COVID problems. Do you know who's missing? Uh, not off the top of my head. And to be no. honest with you, on a podcast, it's probably uh, not the best idea to speculate up until match day anyway. Yeah. So um, anyway, I fancy Liverpool for the win. I don't think it's the strongest thing all weekend because of, like I said, COVID issues between the two sides. But yeah, um, the record against Spurs, the form run at the moment anyway. Yeah, I, I think Liverpool... Uh, should have more than enough to get the win. It, it'll be interesting, I think. You know, this is kind of the first time under Conte Spurs have played a, a, a top side in the Prem. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. But yeah, I think Liverpool will have too much. Yeah, I think Son has six goals this season. Uh, Hoiberg is the only Spurs player with more than one Premier League goal this season. He's got two. Mm. So Spurs completely toothless. Obviously, the big flashing red light is Harry Kane, right? Just hasn't got going this season for whatever reason. Man City move, uh, the Euros. I, I don't know what it is. The system, the management, his teammates. I'm not sure what it is, but uh, he looks he completely lost. He wants a move. Yeah, still. maybe. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> he looks, at times this season, he's looked like a League Two player. And I'm not even joking. Um, Spurs will concede at least one, at least two. Can I see them getting two goals to, you know, to tie it up or or whatever? No, I'm I'm in on Liverpool. Yeah, cool. Okay then. Well, that wraps up the Premier League. Let's take a moment to talk about our sponsors at Matchbook.com. Yeah, so we're really, really uh, delighted to be with Matchbook for this season. Their support has been absolutely. Fantastic. And if you want to support them and therefore support the pod, uh, we recommend going to sign up if you don't already have an account with them. As Tom said, there's a £15 money back as cash if your first bet loses offer. So as we said at the top of the show, uh, there's a couple of T's and C's, so just make sure you give them a little read. But it's a fantastic offer. It takes off a lot of pressure uh, on your first bet. So uh, yeah, would thoroughly recommend heading over and checking out the uh, the Smooth to Operate website as well. So thank you to them for uh, their continued support. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to the championship then. Um, of the initial 12 championship games, we've got just seven remaining. One on Friday night, one on Monday and five on Saturday. Uh, I'll start off with Nottingham Forest. I think we are good value 
even money, 2.0 for Forest to get a win at home to Hull. Um, I feel like it's been circulated quite a lot, especially amongst you know my my friends and family that in the last 15 games since Chris Hewton was sacked, Forest are top of the form table. Um, so obviously a very select period of games there, but you know in the last 15 games we've lost just once. Uh, that was against Fulham, so no shame there. I think although our home form hasn't been great, we won against Peterborough last time out at home. Uh, backed that up with a fantastic 4-1 away at Swansea last weekend. And I think with Hull coming to the city ground, it is a good opponent again for Forrest to continue their good form. And I appreciate Hull are on a decent little run themselves, but you know they're a team that we should definitely be beating at home. You know, if, if we don't get three points from this, I will be disappointed. Um, 2.0, even money, is a really good price for Forrest to continue their good run. Their promotion form, because that's where it is at the moment under Steve Cooper. Yeah, it is. It is. And 15 games, that's a third of a season, yeah. pretty much, where you can say that Forrest have been the best team statistically in the league, point, points yeah. tally. Whether or not you think that from a performance standpoint, you know, performances are always... Uh, up for debate and opinion. Uh, Tom, I am on the same page, but I've got an extension. So I'd like Forrest an under 2.5. It's 4.2, so it's a big, big price. Uh, Forrest's away form has been better than their home form uh, all season under Chris Hewton and in particularly, which is what we're focusing on, under Chris Hewton because those two teams, you know, th- those two eras feel like <laughs> two different clubs to be honest with you. Uh, Away from home, they've utilised Jed Spence, uh, Brennan Johnson, Max Lowe when he was fit, um, numerous other players to exploit teams on the counter-attack. Hull are going to sit in more. I think the longer it goes nil-nil, the more the crowd will get frustrated. I haven't seen too many times under Steve Cooper where we've had to pick a lock. Uh, I've seen it on occasion. I know it can be done, but you know, 90% uh, of the games at the City Ground have been under 1.5 goals at half time. So, obviously, most it's hard to put that into context. Most games, you know, aren't 2 2 at half time, for example. But what I'm trying to say is, Forest don't typically score that early, especially at home. And Hull on the road, they've also seen 90% of their games finish under 2.5. It, it's going to be tight. I, I think Forest will win. But I think maybe one or two nil, nothing more than that. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. Uh, I'm going to lead us into the Val Ismail derby on Friday night. <laughs> uh, Barnsley against West Brom. West Brom are priced at 1.8 with our good friends at Matchbook. I mean, let's be honest, Tom, uh, me and you, big Forest fans, uh, derby are not the worst team in the championship, but absolutely nowhere near. Barnsley are as bad as I can remember for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, without Derby's deductions, right, uh, Barnsley would be bottom of the league with a six-point gap to 23rd. Like, they are bad. Wow. And their new gaffer has come in. You know, we got to give him time. Not every manager can be like Steve Cooper and come in and just wave a magic wand. Maybe he'll <laughs> uh, he'll get them away from danger. But right now, it's it's not looking good. And West Brom... Tom, we don't talk about West Brom that much because 
They're not blowing teams away. They're not grabbing the headlines. But they are in third. They're five points off top. So, you know, you've got the third best team in the league, statistically, against minus Derby's points deduction. The worst team in the league by a mile. Barnsley essentially looked like a lower mid-table League One side, to, to my eyes. Like, I think if they played someone like Rotherham, they get battered. If they played Rotherham this weekend. Um, yeah, West Brom, not spe- spectacular at all. But I don't think you need to be against Barnsley. I think you just need to put in a, a 6 out of 10 and they should get the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah completely. Um, this is a shame, isn't it, for Barnsley? Obviously, in the playoffs last season, then completely picked apart over the summer. Not just the playing squad, the manager, obviously, as you mentioned now, West Brom. Uh, the what director of football or CEO, whatever he was at Barnley, Barnsley, now at Forest, and uh, the captain Alex Marwet also at West Brom now. So, yeah, completely picked apart and it's showing. Um, unfortunately, this season in their results and performances, uh, a team that you know we're talking about West Brom in third, a team that just behind them in fourth, Blackburn, and it's one of those I feel with Blackburn. You look at the league table and you think. Geez, because they're only four points behind Bournemouth in second place. And it wasn't that long ago, like literally like two or three weeks ago, people were saying you've got a runaway runaway top two in the champ in Fulham and Bournemouth. And now there's only three points gap between Bournemouth and West Brom, four point gap between Bournemouth and Blackburn. Um, and that is in large part thanks to Blackburn's statement win away at Bournemouth last weekend. Really impressive. Uh, they're on a really good run of form, four wins in a row, not conceded in four consecutive games either. No losses in six. Uh, ben Brereton, Diaz, Ben Brereton, Diaz, should I say, not Ben Brereton anymore. <laughs> um, in amongst the goals, still uh, knocking on the door for 20 already. They've won five of the last six. I think, you know, at Ewood Park, lost just once in the last five, winning the other four. I think at 2.0, even money. At home against this Birmingham side, who are very hit and miss, I think they're a decent price to continue this good run of form. Yeah, Brereton Diaz. Any other season, he'd be top scorer because he's got seventeen in twenty-two. It's just the fact that Mitro's, I think, on twenty-four in twenty-two, which is just insane. Yeah, it's a joke. So yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, any other season, you know, Blackburn would have the main man, and everyone would be uh, talking about him even more than they are, and he already gets a fair amount of media coverage. Um, Yeah, Tom, you just uh, talked. You just spoke about uh, Blackburn. I'm going to talk about Birmingham, who are going under the radar as how bad they've been recently. In their last six, they've played Reading. Hull, Millwall, Cardiff and Coventry. Obviously, I know I'm missing a game there. Uh, They did win that one against Blackpool. But I'm trying to focus on out of the last six games, they've played these five teams. And out of these five games, they've yielded two points. Mm. Lost to Reading. Reading are really poor at the moment. Lost to Hull. Hull are getting better. Lost to Millwall. Okay, Millwall are a classic mid-table side. You know, win one, lose one, drew one, they draw one. Coventry have been good, fair play. Cardiff are 22nd, so that's not a good result either. And Birmingham are there for the taking, I think. And yeah, all this talk about Bowyer doing a great job, don't think it's uh, relevant anymore. I'm, I'm big on Blackburn this weekend. 
Yep, absolutely. Okay, then, any more for the champ, or should I move to League One? Yeah, obviously, uh, a little bit of a, a thinner docket to choose from. So, yeah, happy to, to go down into League One. Okay, um, let's get kicked off then. One I like. Charlton, double chance away at Plymouth. It's priced at 1.5. So, Charlton, still haven't given Johnny Jackson the job, have they? Give him the job. What yeah. does that guy have to do? I don't know. Actually... I don't know. Do I reckon... think... Do you reckon they're saving it for Christmas Day? Is that what, you know, Thomas Sangod is that kind of owner who seems like he'd do that? He loves the publicity, doesn't he? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's not giving Jackson the job because everyone's talking about him not giving Jackson the job. I I don't know what it is, but if he doesn't give Jackson the job, and obviously he's and uh, Johnny's done such a great position, honestly, it only takes someone to get sacked in League One. Right, and yep. they and they turn the attention. They go, do you know what? If uh, Sangar's not going to take a punt on you, we will. You know, yeah, yeah. come here. Yeah. You can be number one at Gillingham or I don't know whoever. So yeah, yeah he's got to be careful. And I think he'd lose a lot of goodwill amongst supporters if he, if he didn't get the job as well. Hundred percent. Players are coming out saying they wanted to get the job. Uh, obviously, he wants to stay, club legend, etc. But yeah, anyway, he's done a fantastic job. He's lost just one of his nine games in charge of Charlton. It's seen them rise up the league from the relegation places to, you know, not too far out of the playoffs. Um, and they play away this weekend against Plymouth, who have really struggled uh, since Ryan Lowe left to go to Preston. They've not won in the last five games, losing four, drawing one. And I think it's just two teams at the moment who are in contrasting form. Charlton, very much on the way up. Plymouth, on the way down, you know, Plymouth has spent time at the top of the league, you know, a month or so ago. Now they're dropping like a stone, as kind of people expected they would do pre-season um, and end up kind of mid-table. It looks like it could well be that way unless Stephen Schumacher can kind of arrest this decline. But at the moment, happy to go against Plymouth whilst they're in poor form. Um, you could get Charlton on the nose, 2.76 if you fancy being a little bit braver. But 1.5 for the double chance, I reckon, should definitely come in. Yeah. Uh, Plymouth feeling p- pretty low with Schumacher at the wheel in the race for promotion. And he'll be hoping to uh, see the chequered flag and, and finish on top of the podium come the end of the season. Uh, oh. Rotherham. <laughs> Rotherham. Look, uh, with video, now my facial expressions when you when you do these things aren't hidden. <laughs> oh, I had that planned all day. And I, or I feel like it went pretty well. Uh, you missed a bit at the start as well when I said that they're feeling low. That was a reference to Ryan. No, no I got it. I Good. got it. Uh, let's talk about the Millers. Rotherham, 1.64. So, obviously, uh, odds on to be Cambridge away from home. Uh, sorry, so that's Rotherham away from home at Cambridge. They've got the longest unbeaten run, Tom, in England at the moment. 15 games, Rotherham. Cambridge have been good recently. And this is not an easy game for Rotherham. But Rotherham look so much better than everybody else. I don't care if they're home, away, playing a promotion side, a relegation side. Uh, uh, maybe a lower end championship team in the FA Cup. I don't really care. I'm just all in on Rotherham at the moment. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm basically going 
off the back of how good Rotherham are. We are actually, Tom, uh, you may have noticed doing your research that a lot of these games were played on the 20th of November. So not that long ago at all, a couple of weeks. Uh, the Millers won that 3-0 at the New York Stadium. So obviously it's a very quick turnaround in terms of a rematch. But yeah, uh, Cambridge, really sorry you're doing doing a fine job at the moment, but I'm just backing Rotherham because they are so good. Yep, can't complain there. They just love it, don't they? Get, get relegated, <laughs> get promoted, get relegated, get promoted. They've... Uh... Yeah, Paul Warren and Rotherham have really figured out League One. And yeah, they're the uh, they're the Norwich of League One, aren't they? And uh, in the Championship, to be honest, big time, big time. Uh, another one from me then: Oxford against Wigan. Two uh, two you know, big sides in this division, two on form sides in this division, but two sides who do both concede goals. So we're going to go for both teams to score here at one point six six. Uh, Oxford are, have had both teams to score in five of the last six games. Wigan, both teams to score in seven consecutive games. So, yeah, I'm backing that one to happen again based on the stats. Two teams who very much play on the front foot, uh, very good in attack and are a bit leaky at the back. So, yeah, should be an entertaining game here against that's two a, promotion rivals. That's a recipe as classic as mince pies, that one, isn't it? Yes. Two yes. good attacks, two good defences against each other. Promotion clash equals both teams to score. That is an absolute <laughs> classic. Tom, I'm going to back Sunderland as well. Uh, Sunderland, again, away at Ipswich. It feels to me like one of these teams have their ish together and the other one is kind of waiting for the, the latest era uh, to get underway. So Kieran McKenna. Uh, formerly on the books uh, at Man United as, I think, a youth coach, I think. Uh, he's pending to take over. Uh, but it's, John... it's done. It's done. Like, Mid-podcast. It's done. Mid-breaking news. Well, breaking news to me. Yeah. Um, uh, Three-year deal. Right. There you go. That was amazing because I did my research earlier on in the day and it, it wasn't done. So <laughs> John McGreal, I think, will probably still be in charge. No? Yeah, I don't probably. know. This this yeah. might have just thrown my whole tip. But basically, <laughs> my argument was Ipswich haven't won in their last six games, including playing League Two Barrow twice, who, by the way, they didn't even score against. Uh, they've, they've scored two in the last seven in all comps. And Sunderland have uh, won four of ten on the road, unbeaten in six of ten on the road. This was basically... Ipswich look really bad. They can't score a goal. And at the time of writing my notes, Kieran McKenna was pending. And I, I thought they were... Do you remember when Barnsley basically gave uh, Asbaggy the job after they played... Was it Fulham? Fulham, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they were like, do you know what, Asbaggy? Don't worry about it. We'll throw this game, basically. Uh, and then, yeah, I thought they'd do the same with Kieran McKenna. And just let John McGreal take the loss and have that L on his managerial record, uh, and then go from there. So, uh, who knows what's uh, what's who's going to be in the dugout and what that's going to look like? But uh, at the time, I fancied Sunderland, so that's my tip. <laughs> no, I like it. You know, streaky he's turning it around, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He is. And also, this was another game, twentieth of November. 
reverse fixture, Sunderland 1-2 now. Nice. Okay, um, I've got no more in League 1, have you? No, League 2 time. Right, League 2, and sorry to disappoint Profit Chasers, I've only got one, so hopefully you've got a few more. <laughs> I, I've got one, so you you take it away and I'll let you know if it's the same one or not. Let's hope it's not the same one. Apologies if it is. Um, <laughs> Rochdale against Newport County. In that game, I'm going to go for both teams to score. Um, some nice both teams to score stats here. Uh, Rochdale, no clean sheets in the last five games. They've not won in the last six consecutive games. However, uh, both teams have scored in five out of five Rochdale games. Newport County, uh, both teams have scored in six out of six of their games. They've not kept a clean sheet for eight consecutive games. So uh, two sides here, both scoring, both conceding. Uh, Rochdale have lost three in a row. As I mentioned, no wins in six. Uh, Newport County haven't lost in the last four. I think we could well get Newport to win and both teams to score. But to play it a little bit safer, uh, 1.75 for just both teams to score. I reckon that one should come in. I've got good news. It's not the same tip as mine. Yes. And I've got more good news that I do agree with you. And I feel Ooh. like I made an error by not picking that one up myself. So as soon as you yeah. read it out, I thought, yeah, I, I like that. So yeah. slap, on the, slap on the wrist for me. Uh, <laughs> mine's are both teams to score as well, so maybe you'll be feeling nice. the same way. Uh, Forest Green Rovers and Mansfield. Uh, it's 1.71. Love the commitment from Matchbook. I do wish they'd give us a little uh, drop of extra value there. I feel like it's a little bit tight, but uh, completely understandable because Forest Green, top scorers in the league by eight goals. Mansfield have failed to score in one of their last 13 matches. This is a big game. Uh, two informed sides, eyes on promotion. Forest Green going for automatic. Mansfield going for those playoffs. And obviously... You know the big, uh, the big carrot in terms of uh, both teams to score in and Forest Green's case is the fact that they're coming off a five-five uh, against Oldham. So, to be honest with you, I could have just read that out and uh, that could have been my entire research. But <laughs> I did a bit more digging just to make sure uh, Forest Green don't typically concede that amount. Uh, they've conceded, I think, now ten or eleven on the road. And five of them were against Oldham. So typically they can be a little bit stingy, but I'm banking on the fact that Mansfield, um, as, as I said, scored in 12 or 13. So a little maybe Forest Green 2-1, 3-1, I think. Uh, but both teams yep. to score 1.71 is the tip. I like it. Okay, so then that wraps up everything then for the tips this weekend. So we shall go through our bomb-proof Trebles now. Yes, yes, we will. So uh, really kind of excited to, to put this one together. Uh, so for any new listeners or viewers, uh, this is the, the part of the show where me and Tom are going to put together all of our knowledge and research and all that good stuff into a treble uh, that we recommend that you guys back. Uh, we are in a fortunate position where we can put down £10 stakes not everyone can afford that, and that is totally okay. Just gamble what you can afford to lose. If it's 50p, if it's a pound, doesn't matter. Gambling is supposed to be fun, so let's keep it that way uh, by staying 
in control. Uh, Tom, I will let you go first, my friend. Uh, I am yes, eagerly anticipating this. Right. Okay. So we've got one from the prep. Sorry, no, we haven't got one from the prep. <laughs> one from the champ, one from League One, and one from League Two. So we're going to go for Forest to beat Hull at home, 2.0. We're also going to go for Charlton on the double chance at 1.5. They're away at Plymouth. And finally, Newport Rochdale, both teams to score in League Two. That's 1.75. 10 pounds example stake will return 52.50. Love it. Who knows? Maybe Forest will be Prem next year. Maybe this is the year. Yeah. And then yeah. you can say, we're taking one from the Prem. Man City to beat Forest 8 0. We'll That's be on it. it. Well, I have, I have sent text messages this week that say, put the champagne on ice. Bloody hell. That, that gives me the shivers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll read out mine. Apologies. Uh, mine starts on Friday night. And I can already hear people <laughs> turning off the pod, pulling headphones out, throwing phones in lakes. I can already hear it. But I am back in West Brom in the Valley's Mail Derby at 1.8. I'm also back in Blackburn against Birmingham. Uh, obviously, Blackburn, the home side, 2.0. And I'm back in Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa, as they are officially now known, against Burnley. Uh, they're at 1.81. And £10 example stake returns 65.18. I like it. Yeah. No, and I know you're back the Friday night, but that's a good treble for me. I like I it. I feel like, like if, you're back in, if you're back in the Friday night, mm-hmm. and it, your opponent better be Barnsley. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so confident that Barnsley are just absolutely rubbish that I'm happy to take the Friday night risk. We'll see. Yeah. No. Happy with that. Um, right, fancy football. Shall we look at it quickly? We've no. We've got... No? <laughs> no, we, we have to, but I'm just... I am... I can't even tell you how sick of this game I am. And then with all the COVID stuff, it's an absolute minefield. I was going to say, I've been decimated by COVID. I've been doing all right, but I for, firstly, I forgot to do my team because I didn't... Because of the midweek fixtures, I forgot about it. Um and then COVID just decimated the whole thing anyway, so it's a right mess. I'm in 148th as we speak. That's good. You're probably about 100 places below that, are you? <laughs> Close. Yeah, I'm definitely in the... I might get relegated from my own uh, podcast, Fantasy Football League. I might not be allowed yeah. to play next year. Um, so, top of the game. league, <laughs> we've, we've still got Chantal Crookshanks with Haven't Jot a Clue. Clearly, that it's a wrong team, then, because you have very much got a clue as to what you're doing in in this thing, unlike me and Tom. But um, yeah, to go through the top ten, we've got Nathan Brunskill, Warren Torch, Ahab Pequod, Oliver Hogburn, Bob Bailey, Chris Hindle, David Brown, Luke Stevens, Sam Barnard, and then Chantel at number one. But just one point separates Chantel Crookshanks and Sam Barnard in first and second. So. It could all well change. And there is, of course, the £20 free bet on offer for the winner of the Fantasy Football League come the end of the season. So if you're listening to the show or watching the show and you have more than 1,110 points, get in touch. We'll give you the league code. You can swoop in and sit yourself at the top of our Fantasy Football League and bag yourself a £20 free bet at the end of the season. Also, if you are top of the Fantasy Football League, Right, if you have that many points, you, you are a wizard. 
I, I don't know how anyone plays this game. I, I am absolutely terrible. But yeah, yeah. Well, look, look, Sam Barnard in second place. We've had all this COVID stuff gone off, and he's he's got seventy seven points. <laughs> I haven't got that all season. I don't think seventy seven points, and only one player in the starting eleven has missed out because of COVID. Yeah, wow. you know that's like fantastic look, or we've got like a. He's got a crystal ball that he's kind of gazing into. Yeah, hundred percent FPL mole. Yeah, he knows all. He knows all. <laughs> he knows all the team selections. But yeah, as Tom said, uh, we can give you the league code. T underscore FB podcast is a great Twitter follow. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, yeah, so please give us a follow uh, and enjoy the content and engage with our ever growing community. Uh, and yeah, that is a great place to to send us any DMs and uh, any questions as well. Yeah, and if you have enjoyed the show, wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, please listen, please listen, please rate and review it. Uh, we'd really appreciate it if you could take the time to do that for us as well. And also, I just want to give a big shout out to me and Tom. First video pod, and I think we've done it in yes. one take, and I cannot believe it. I know, so I think I shall uh, celebrate by finishing off my podcast beer. <laughs> I think so. But yeah, thank you very much for... Uh, joining us whether you're listening or watching if you're watching please give us some feedback let us know how it went um we would really enjoy that yeah because uh, obviously you want to continue growing and improving the pod if you've enjoyed it please let us know um if you want me to change my background let me know if you think our shirts are crap let us know and we'll change them again obviously for next week yeah couple um, of options <laughs> yeah <laughs> makes me laugh that you know we're both these big forest fans and neither of us went for forest yeah, yeah. Well, we went, we went for the, the big guns with the PSG and the Dortmund. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be plenty of opportunities, I think. Yeah, uh, and finally, thank you as ever to our sponsor at Matchbook. Please do check out matchbook.com and use the sign up code TFB podcast to get your £15 money back as cash uh, offer there. So, yeah, we, were, we shall see you again next week. Good luck with the bets this weekend. <laughs>